Updating some scores from the golf in California, the American Express at the moment. Davis Thompson still on top of the leaderboard at eight under over Tyler Duncan and Dean Burmeister. Stuart Sink at seven under. And the Aussies, Harrison Endicott, tied for fifth actually. He's six under at the moment, so making a nice run there. And uh, play yet to get underway for the second round for the Abu Dhabi Championship. But Jason Scrivener is... One shot off the lead behind Luke McDonald at seven under. There's been just some crazy things happening in this English Premier League match. This is a bonkers game, Ryan. Spurs scored two goals just before halftime against Manchester City to lead 2-0 at the break. But Manchester City has scored two goals in the space of two minutes themselves through Julian Alvarez, the Argentine striker who won the World Cup with Lionel Messi. And now Erling Haaland has leveled it up. So it's two all and we're not only nine minutes into the second half. I like having you in for a bit of football commentary mm. for these scores. It's very good. Adam, you're a massive I like my soccer. I like my football, game. yeah. I follow the Premier League pretty closely, Ryan. So, yeah. You're a jack of all trades. You need a draw in this game. Is there a sport you don't follow? Um, rugby. Yeah, rugby. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of our uh, listeners on the text line don't follow yeah. rugby either. It, it's funny when you, you mention it, some of the things that pop up on there. Um, very, very funny stuff. Still to come in this next hour, we're going to be talking to Ali Mosley about racing and what happened at the Magic Millions there yesterday. And later in the show, Phil Moss will join us to talk football. I'm sure he's watching this bonkers game, mm. as Adam uh, described it. And... Uh, Gee, it even looks like it's going up a notch now. There's a lot of ferocity on that pitch there. So that'll be uh, really interesting to see how that plays out. Manchester City and Tottenham currently locked at two apiece. As I mentioned yesterday, the Magic Millions got underway finally after it was rained out on Saturday after two races. We had eight races and the features were one run and one. Tony Gollan uh, taking out the big race there yesterday for the two-year-olds and Ali Mosley was on the, the pony yesterday there at the Magic Millions and she joins us this morning, the Sky Racing presenter. Good morning, Ali. Good morning, team. Yeah, we had a we had a late night, actually. Half the racing industry was in the Virgin Lounge because our flight was delayed by about an hour and a half. So <laughs> it's a good, uh, good time. Just, just what you need. It's it's really been a, a week <laughs> that way. But um, well done on the, the pony interviews. It's it's great seeing that. and You, you must be enjoying it. Yeah, it's so so nice to be able to do them again. I think we had so long with COVID not being able to, so it's just um, such a, I guess, such a novelty. And a lot of the jockeys even had forgotten that we were doing them again. So I'd stand at the fourteen hundred meter shoot, yelling at them when they'd won, <laughs> like "Wait for me!" <laughs> um, but it, it it really is a lot more, more for me. I just have a lot of fun cantering around the track. So and I didn't fall off. So every time I don't fall off, I think that's a, that's a tick. <laughs> Morning, Ali. We're watching from afar back here in Sydney yesterday. How was the atmosphere? on track and what was the crowd like there yesterday on the Gold Coast? It was great. It was definitely smaller than, than the Saturday, but it was a good, more of a, I would say probably more of a racing purist crowd. You know, you go to the Gold Coast often and it's um, just a, a whole heap of, which is great, a whole heap of young people who, who were there for the party. But I think yesterday was more more people there for the racing. So, albeit a much smaller crowd, but a, but a really strong crowd and an excited crowd. And they did the syndicate race and everyone was up um with their um, what do you call them plaque signs and it, that that I could hear them screaming when they raced that syndicate race from the other side of the track coming home. I couldn't hear who'd won the race in my ear because all I could hear was screaming. So I just thought it brought people uh, into the race, and that's what Timmy Clark said said after it. He said it's just great to see so many so many people involved and, and not having to have a huge share in a horse. Who impressed you out of the? Well, I was going to say the weekend, but it wasn't really. It was sort of yesterday. It was the week. 
I couldn't even tell you what day it is anymore. <laughs> I, I truly am so confused. Um, I actually, in the two-year-old race, was really impressed by Summer Loving, um, the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian bot. She ran third, but she got held up and she found again, which is so hard for a two-year-old to be able to do. She picked herself up. So I suppose looking towards now the Golden Slipper, she would be one to follow most certainly into that. Although Platinum Jubilee, her stable mate, I thought put in a really good effort as well. So Summer Loving is who I'd like to follow out of the two-year-old race. I think that, I mean, we all saw it, but um, King of Spiders has gone to another level, this prep, um, aided by a great ride from James McDonald, but he really has just sort of really flourished in Queensland and, and is um, sort of stepped up I guess is the best way to put it. And then the last horse I just thought ran a really nice race and I just think Tracy Bartley's done such a great job with her. He, he sort of flies under the radar a bit, Tracy, is Barossa Rosa in the Phillies and Mares race. Just on James McDonald, Adam, his rides were ridiculously good yesterday. And I, I know we often talk about mm. that with James McDonald, but I felt there was a bit of a pattern. I felt you wanted to be in about, you know, lanes four, five mm. or six, and you probably wanted to map about fourth, fifth or sixth in a trailing position. And you could tell in so many races there yesterday, 800, 600 out, that he was going to win the race just because he always had them in the best position. I reckon Ryan, his biggest asset is his decision-making. He's always one or two steps ahead of the game. He knows where he needs to be. He knows the right horses to follow. I think that's, like a lot of these jockeys, are they're all extremely good and capable jockeys. And often the horse flesh can determine which riders are classified as the best compared to others. But his decision-making, his tactical nous is, I think, is severely underrated for a, for a rider like him. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, tonight, Ali, we're racing at Canterbury. Who are you looking forward to there tonight? Uh, actually, Jerry Harvey's got a couple that I'd, I'd like to follow. And I can't pick between them at this point, particularly with the rain. But I'll kick us off in race one. And I'm going with the Mansipist. Uh Drawn Barrier 2 has drawn well first out from... A decent spell has had two really nice trials if you watch them uh, sixth and seventh on paper but I just think he looks like he's come back in great order so Emancipus in race one that's very good Ali because you know that's part of the BSB multi oh really yes. okay well there we go okay yeah, Brad Davidson's with you Oh, good. Okay. Well, that, that makes me feel much better. Um, and then in race two, so this is for the three-year-old fillies, I like Canada Bay. I think she's over the odds. She's down in the weights, this filly by Vancouver. She's at about five bucks at the moment. Um, she's fit, which we'll need on the track tonight, I imagine. I think we're on about a soft six at the moment with maybe some deterioration to come. So I uh, just think she's over the odds at five bucks. That's mm, Canada Bay. That's not so good because that goes two. against the multi. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, Bra- uh, Brad Davidson's gone outlawed in that race, the, <laughs> oh, no. the, the top weight. But um, it's interesting the point you make about the de- deteriorating track, Ali, um, because, yeah, it, I just looked out the door here at French's Forest and it is Where? raining. So what yeah. are we working on there at the moment? A soft six. That might get in well, a heavy range tonight. Yeah, well, it just depends how much we get today. And I guess Sydney weather is hard to predict. So we'll, we'll understand that soft range. But if we get a bit more of a deluge today, then we probably would get a downgrade. So just, we'll just keep an eye on that. So I'm just sort of picking more fit horses who will handle the conditions. And then in race three, this is the one that's really stumped me. And I just um, grilled Luke as he was heading out the door about whether Esson or Dan Andretti will win. And he said he can't even, he can't split them. So I've gone with perhaps a, a Quinella, I think, here between Dan Andretti and Esson uh, in race three there. Mm-hmm. What about Randwick tomorrow? Um, plenty, of, uh, plenty of good options there. Um, give something to our listeners. Yeah, I found this race, this whole race meeting wide open. I, I don't know if you guys have had a look, but it was um, 
it was it was it was wide in the sense that it was tricky. So I guess we'll maybe find a bit of value in race two. I think the favourite Crafty Eagle will be really hard to beat, but just over the odds, I think is um, in that race, uh, Doctor Evil. So. I'll throw Dr. Evil in there. He's at eight bucks. Loves a wet track alley. So if the track yep. does deteriorate, that 850 will absolutely firm up. Yep. So he's another one that I'm, I'm going to wait for. And then in race three, again, I've just tried to go around the favourites and find a bit of value um, for us. So I've gone with Smoke Show, this mare by winning Rupert for Danny Saib. She's doing such a good job, Danny Saib, at the moment when she brings her horses to town. Blinkers go on. I've just been ticking away really well this prep. Another one who will um, handle the track has had a win on the heavy ground. So depending on whether we get to that range, I just think at the $14, Smoke Show is also over the odds and then I'll keep going I've got I've actually got a few in at the moment and then I really um, like Lexart and I've been with Lexart sort of uh, the last few starts so I'm going to stick with Lexart who I thought was a better price but when I've checked this morning has has come in which is a bit of a shame I think he's into about six bucks now but still I'll stick with um, Lexart there as well so that is in race seven probably just something each way on Lexart because it is a it is a really strong race. Yeah, that's uh, race number seven on the program. Um, looks to be a reasonable amount of speed in that race too. Yeah. So um, could be an interesting map. But yeah, you're right, Ali. It looks to be a bit of a tricky one on paper just doing the form. But throw into what the track's doing tomorrow, um, it might be a bit of a movable feast as far as the form is concerned. So you'll have your work cut out and uh, you'll be there on Saturday, I'm sure, for Sky Racing. I will, yes. So I'll um, I'll go back through and have another good look at, at all the form today and see what we can get through. I'm, I'm out of Queensland now and, and then back into New South Wales racing, so I'll have another look. And then I just think actually in the feature, the Carrington, isn't it crazy we've already got listed racing starting again here in Sydney? Um, I think it'll set up really well this time for Looks Like Elvis. I think it could be his race to win. Brett Preble aboard, who's been riding really well. I think he's sort of out to out to prove himself in Sydney, as we spoke about last week when I had, to ch- had a chat to you guys but I think the speed will be on with Titanium Power and Brunelli pushing forward. So I just think it could set up well for a horse that looks like Elvis to, to swoop late. Great stuff, Ali. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. Ali Mosley, Sky Racing presenter, joining us there. This uh, bonkers game, as you <laughs> described at Adam Pangeli between Manchester City and Tottenham, remains bonkers. You wouldn't believe it, Ryan. Manchester City have hit the lead. 3-2 up over Tottenham. They've scored three goals in the first 17 minutes of the second half. Riyad Mahrez with a deflected shot to uh, take the lead for Manchester City. And Tottenham had a shot on goal. Basically, only had the goalie to beat and kicked it straight at him. So it could have been 3-2 three, the other three, way. 3-2 two the other way, then 3-all now. So... Um, yeah, to ebbing and flowing, this game is going backwards and forwards. <laughs> Still two, a 3-2 at the moment. Manchester City taking on Tottenham in the English Premier League. The open line number 13-53-53. The SMS 0419-767-272. Um, keep those texts coming in. Um, this one from uh, Simon. Gents, eight races at the Gold Coast yesterday, and you and Ali talk about one and a tiny bit on the two-year-olds, Brad Davidson, you had on as well, and you talk about one race. Um, time for Dave Stanley. Well, yeah, well, that, that's because Dave Stanley's a racing show. This is a sports show, so we'll give you the overview and the snapshot, and uh, DS will dig a little bit deeper into the, the Magic Millions program yesterday. So uh, thanks for your texts. Keep them coming in. What about this one? Morning, gents. Love the show. From someone married to an Argentinian woman, woman Please stop referring to Argentinians as Argentines. It's like calling 
and Aussie and Australian. Uh, cheers. I've, I think both are correct, aren't they? I'll apologise, Ryan, if I got it wrong, but we might start referring to them as Argentinians. Well, it's a bit of a colloquialism, isn't it? Let me just, let me just, I'm Googling it here. Right. Um, So it says, yeah, native or inhabitant of Argentina is known as an Argentinian, but I'm sort of looking at other references as well. And Argentine is also used. So maybe it's a... It might be a colloquialism, I reckon, just sort of... People have just picked up and run with it, but no, no offence intended. No, no not at exactly. all. And we're very Didn't sorry put, if we have offended yeah. you, but um, we'll, we will, for the rest of this program anyway, Don't we'll refer to any Argentinians <laughs> as Argentinians. People not call them the Argies and yeah. you know, that type of stuff. So, yeah, especially when we're playing soccer against them because they're too good. You yeah. Know, you get all frustrated when we play soccer against them because yeah. they are good. Exactly, exactly. Now, in the next half hour, we're going to be talking uh, football with uh, Phil Moss will be joining us in the next half hour. So looking forward to his thoughts on this Manchester City-Tottenham game, which is coming up shortly. Now, don't forget about the BSB Multi. It is live for the next half an hour. You can get that on the website. So all you've got to do is go to sports, go to today's offers, and you will see it there. BSB, Big Sports Breakfast Best. Currently $6. You need Emancipist and Outlawed at Canterbury tonight and Passagiata at Randwick tomorrow to all finish top two. And you get the odds of $6. That market exclusive to Tab and you can only get that until 9 o'clock this morning. Eastern is the cutoff. So you've got about 32 minutes to play. So Brad Davidson and also Adam Pengelly getting involved in that. Let's take your calls this morning, 13.53.53. Good morning, James. Yeah, g'day. I'd just like to um, join in on your conversation with Rugby League being far superior than Union. Yes, what sure. have you got for us? Yeah, I'd sort of look at it mathematically. Um, if you look at a game of Rugby League, you get about seven, six to 700 tackles, which means, which if you think about it, means six to 700 runs. Mm-hmm. And if you go to a game of Union and you do a account, you're about 150. Mm. So mathematically, rugby league uh, has got more action. And uh, also the 10 metre rule is a big big plus for rugby league because um, body contact wise, you don't get the impacts uh, that fans love to see. And uh, yeah, oh, I mean, if you look at it mathematically, rugby leagues and what... what uh, Volandis was alluding to was the ball in play, percentage of ball in play during a game. And rugby league has about 65 on average minutes worth, whereas rugby union's in the um, high 30 minutes. So, yeah, rugby, Volandis got a big point. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's why Aussies love rugby league. Simple as that. Well. It's earned its because uh, we said give it a fair go and poor old rugby league doesn't get a fair go internationally because um, rugby union uses its contacts through its um, elite private school systems to make sure that uh, when rugby league starts to grow um, something will happen or a government might ban it which has happened in a lot of places around the world I could give you a lot of examples but that's that's the truth of it all right. Well, James, thanks for your call and uh, obviously made some uh, interesting points there, union versus league. But um, I guess one thing uh, to remember as well, Peter Volandis, gee, if you want someone selling a sport, 
It's Peter Volandis, isn't he? He looks after his own uh, very, very well. You, you wouldn't want to be rugby union to rugby league, and you wouldn't want to be racing Victoria to racing New South Wales, would you? Well, the uh, the CEO of racing Victoria is Andrew Jones, who used to be the mm. CEO of cricket New South Wales. It must be a very amusing because Andrew's not that sort of guy. So. <laughs> Harrison Endicott is making a bit of a run at the American Express in California at the moment. He's currently tied for fourth at seven under, two shots off the lead. Davis Thompson holds the lead at nine under there at the moment on the PGA Tour. In the English Premier League, 3-2 at the moment. Manchester City to Tottenham in what's been described as a, a bonkers game by uh, Adam Pengelly this morning from what I've seen, it looks to be a pretty thrilling game, though, in parts. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, Tottenham had a 2-0 lead, Ryan, at halftime. A couple of goals just before the break. And then Man City, as they can do, went bang, bang, bang. Three goals in 17 minutes, and now leading 3-2 with uh, 10 minutes to go. And we'll be talking uh, about that with Phil Moss in just a moment. The Australian Open continues today. No Aussies on court as far as the singles are concerned, but there's a few in action uh, with doubles. Uh, probably looking forward to some of their more interesting games on Rod Laver Arena today. Stefanos Tsitsipas steps out, as does Coco Goff. Madison Keys, Victoria Azarenka looks to be a terrific match. Sebastian Quarter taking on Daniel Medvedev. That will absolutely be the highlight later in the evening, that at the Australian Open today. But, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that English Premier League score. We might get the uh, the final result before the conclusion of the Big Sports Breakfast this morning. And speaking of football, let's welcome in Phil Moss. Good morning, Mossy. This looks to be an absolute uh, cracker between Manchester City and Tottenham, 3-2 at the moment. Yeah, morning, mate. Uh, this is an unbelievable game. 2-0 down, and, and Spurs scored their two goals in two minutes and six seconds. And after half-time, Manchester City came out and scored their two goals to get back on level terms in two minutes and ten seconds. Mm. So that is absolutely remarkable to see four goals in the space of just over four minutes of, uh, of football. Whatever uh, Pep Guardiola said to his players at half-time, and don't forget, he left uh, quite a few stars on the bench, if you like, De Bruyne, Walker, Bernardo Silva, Phil Foden, um, all on the bench for this one. So that looked like it was going spectacularly wrong. And then uh, whatever he said at half-time has certainly helped turn things around. But um, Mares has been central to everything about this comeback by, uh, by Manchester City. He's been absolutely brilliant and scored the, uh, the third goal to put them in the lead. He certainly did. Um, mate, the big, there's a couple of big games coming up. You've got Arsenal v Man United and then tomorrow you've got Liverpool v Chelsea. Liverpool aren't going that good. <laughs> That's an understatement, Stewie. They've been anus horribilis. They really have. I, I really uh, can't put my finger on it. But, but, you know, I don't have to. Jurgen Klopp has to. Um, and he's got to turn things around quickly because they just haven't been good at all this season. If, even if you go right back to the start of the season, um, you know, the likes of Virgil van Dijk just looked uh, mm. off the pace. Um, so whether it's a, you know, residual um, from, you know, a couple of years of... Uh, you know, for ridiculous scheduling, not not through anyone's fault, just COVID and things like that, and then a World Cup in the middle of a season. You know, I don't know, but uh, it's it's the same for everyone. Um, so you know, Liverpool have to dig themselves out of this. It's not going to be easy against Chelsea, although they're not having everything their own way. The the honeymoon for Graham Potter is well and truly over. Although they did get that uh, big signing of uh, Mudrik from um, Shakhtar Donetsk during the week, the Ukraine international, 22 years of age, $88.5 million. 
and Chelsea usurped uh, their London rivals, Arsenal, at the 11th hour to get that signing. So some good signs there for Chelsea. This will be a tough one. It's hard to split them, to be honest. Um, I'm going to back Liverpool because that's, a, that's my heart telling me to do that at home as well. But uh, I think it'll be a tight one. Yeah, well, Liverpool are favourites in that match, Mossy. $1.87, the draw three seventy, and Chelsea $3.90. But when ever in the history of the Premier League would you say Liverpool-Chelsea is 9 versus 10? Yeah, it's, it's extraordinary, ridiculous. isn't it? It really is, uh, and it just shows where the, the two clubs are at, at the moment. I mean, look, Chelsea, to be honest, they can probably get away with a little bit more than, than Liverpool because it's a rebuilding phase for them, new manager, new ownership. Um, so there's always a bit of a transition there. Don't get me wrong, where they're sitting is unacceptable for Chelsea fans and they won't accept it at the end of the season, but there was always going to be a transition period for them. Liverpool, there's no excuse. Uh, you know, there's some question marks around the ownership of Liverpool. Will it change hands or not? Um, but, you know, Jurgen Klopp's been there. They've had incredible success. They're quite uh, stable as far as the playing roster goes. Mane, the only major major loss. Um, so, yeah, not not where they want to be and not where they can afford to be at the end of the season. Morning, Mossy. I think the Arsenal fans are probably starting to dream right about now, aren't they, with that big gap at the top of the Premier League table? A huge clash against Manchester United on the weekend. How do you see that one playing out? Yeah, morning, mate. Um, look, it, they, they weren't just dreaming. They were in la-la land when Spurs were up 2-0 at half-time um, because that, uh, that would have kept their eight-point lead uh, intact, but then obviously Manchester City have uh, have said, "Hang on a sec, Arsenal fans, uh, <laughs> don't get too excited just yet." And they've come back to three-two. So, you know, this, this is a massive game because I think Manchester United, you know, I know they slipped up midweek, um, and, and and it was a draw in the end. But um, you know, aside from that, they've been one of the form, if not the form team of the competition. Um, aside from probably Arsenal, you'd, you'd say, but. Um, so going into this one, you know, it's, it's Manchester United's chance to make a statement and say, look, we, we need to be in the conversation. We should be in the conversation for, for the title and, and certainly for Europe. Um, but uh, I, I think it'll be a bit too tough for them. Um, no Romero um, for, for Manchester United. He's suspended for this one. I think he's a big out. Um, and Arsenal flying, as I said. So I think they'll, uh, they'll do the job at home. Mate, moving to uh, the A-League, MacArthur take on Adelaide. Adelaide going pretty well. Will they be too strong or you think MacArthur's a chance? Oh, MacArthur are definitely a chance. They just haven't found that consistency in attack under Dwight York yet. They've got an array of stars in the top third with the likes of Arzani, uh, De Villa, De Silva. Um, but they just uh, they just haven't been consistent enough at both ends. But uh, Adelaide have only won one in their last six since the resumption after the World Cup. And Cal Vert was in hospital last week uh, with pneumonia, so great to hear that he's made a recovery and he'll be back for this one. Uh, Mark Milligan, his assistant, stepped in last week, but there's nothing like having the boss in the dugout on game day. So, uh, look, I think Adelaide at home, Cooper Stadium, they've been playing quite well there, even though they haven't got the results that they've been looking for, but um, I think they'll have too much from the Calther at home. And we had uh, Alex Wilkinson on the show the other day talking about Sydney FC. They've really had an indifferent season, haven't they, Mossy? They take on Western United, and you sort of feel that this is a game that they should win despite being away? Yeah, look, I was with Stevie Corrick at the um, at the Elton John concert on Tuesday night, so we had a good uh, a good chat there. And look, Stevie's very confident they can turn things around. And quite often, when you're talking about turning things around, you're talking about creative players and goal scorers coming back from injury or suspension. But 
In Sydney's case, it's Alex Wilkinson. Um, now, he's been out since round one, um, so he hasn't played in a while, but he knows how to manage his body through a game. And I, I think he'll start in this one against West United. And I think he's the key to turning things around because it's it's really at the back where Sydney have struggled for consistency as far as personnel. Jack Rodwell's been in and out like a yo-yo. Um, Wilco's been out for, for so long now. Um, so I think this is a massive, massive in for Sydney FC. And I think Wilco will definitely give them the confidence to keep other teams at bay. And um, and Sydney have got the, the attacking prowess with the likes of Lolly and Mack and Burgess doing really well. Um, you know, LaFondra back amongst the goals to, to beat teams. So I can see Sydney going on a run, provided Wilco gets through this first week and, and keeps himself fit. Now, Mossy, what are two old ex-footballers doing an Elton John concert? <laughs> hey, don't knock Elton John. He was. A, I went Tuesday night too, Mossy. Did, did what you, a cracker. Did you go in the rain, Mossy? Oh. Did you go the night where it rained or the, the night no, where no, it was fine? Tuesday night was beautiful. Yeah, we had stars, um, not just on stage, but uh, in the sky as well. But uh, no, we were, we were fortunate enough to be in a um, in a box, and it was a, it was a fantastic oh. night. And uh, caught up with Brent uh, with Trent Robinson as well. Had a good chat, cross code chat, and uh, Graham Arnold was there. And uh, well, like, so it was, it was research, a, Mossy. It was research for the good people of the SCG. He's taught you out, today, Mossy. Exactly. Hey, I had a wonderful chat with your old mate Henry Lawson as well. Yeah, another <laughs> another one. Just <laughs> nose nose in the trough. I call it. No. <laughs> You want me to drop any more names? Hang on, you're not going to tell me. You're not going to tell me you went backstage after the show, did you? No, no, Elton came up to see me. (laughs) (laughs) Talked a bit of Watford. (laughs) You're too good. They just scored again in this game. Manchester United four two now. Four two. They did, yeah, remarkable. And that's Mares again. So he he has not not single handedly, but he has absolutely been the difference in his second half. He's he's been at the heart of I think every goal scored to himself. So that is an incredible second half performance from Mares and Mel, uh, Manchester City. Mossy, how are we looking for a multi this weekend? Oh, come on! Have you have you uh, did you get the cheat notes that I've, I sent I've through? I've got earlier? the cheat notes and I've pumped them into the <laughs> the uh, the tab app here. So fire away, tell us. Mate, here we go. It's a little bit of A-League into uh, into EPL as, as usual. So it's a four-legger. Adelaide to beat MacArthur at home in, at Coopers. Into West Ham to beat Everton, who are just going terrible. Uh, well, both, both of them struggling, to be honest. Um, into Newcastle to beat Crystal Palace away. Into Arsenal to win that big one over Manchester United at home. So Adelaide into West Ham, into Newcastle, into Arsenal. Dollar. So for, for that... Um... Mossy dollar value. I'm going to give you eleven dollars sixty two with tab. Juicy. Well, I don't mind that. And you know, I've I've got a smoky as well, and it's just the the one game. But um, I reckon Perth can can do Melbourne victory at home uh, tomorrow night. I'm commentating that one for Paramount Plus, and Perth they they've turned things around, uh, particularly at home, and Melbourne victory in all sorts with Nani out for the season. Obviously, the sanctions over the crowd trouble. They were a little bit better last week against Adelaide, Melbourne Victory, but I reckon Perth, and I think they're paying around the three dollar mark. Yep. I think they'll win this one at home. Three twenty Perth Glory, two twenty Melbourne Victory. The draw there three forty. So yeah, some nice value for that one, and you'll see that match tomorrow night on Paramount. Have you Plus. seen? Have you seen the other end of the table, by the way, in the EPL line? It's incredible. There, With the relegation battle, yeah, yeah, mate. There's two points between fourteenth and twentieth. Um, you've got the likes of Leicester, Wolves, Bournemouth um, in between Leeds in 14th and Southampton in 20th. Two points separating 14th from 20th. Well, Everton's a uh, big one, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, mate, that's incredible. They're, they're sitting 19th, second last, um, and they play West Ham 
um, this weekend. West Ham in 18th, Everton in 19th, sitting on the same number of points, 15. So some really intriguing battles at both ends of the both ends of the ladder. You've upset our mate Adam Pengelly by tipping Arsenal, by the way. Mm. Yeah, mate, can't help it. I'm never going to tip Manchester United being a Liverpool fan. Mossy, there's only one team. <laughs> there's only one team that's beaten Arsenal so far this season. Let me just remind yes, you. Yes, I know. 3-1 in, uh, back in September, wasn't it? Mm. That was a, a massive win for um, for Manchester United. But, um, yeah, they're, they're going well, mate. You should be uh, have some confidence restored. I know my brother and my, my best mate in England, uh, who are both Manchester United fans, are giving it to me every morning on the text. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's killing me. It's going to be a great game. Arsenal 1, Manchester United uh, 3. And... As I mentioned at the moment, we've got Manchester City second on the ladder, 4-2 over Tottenham, who are currently in fifth on the ladder. So some cracking games coming up and also that relegation battle, as you mentioned, Mossy. So thanks for your insights, not just into the English Premier League, but also the A-League. And we'll chat to you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, you too, guys. Cheers. Full-time in the English Premier League, Manchester City remain second on the Premier League table after that 4-2 win over Tottenham. So full-time Manchester City over Tottenham this morning. Adam, um, Saturday, we've mentioned that it's a pretty tricky day at Randwick as far as the the races are concerned there. Uh, We're operating on a soft six at the moment. You got any tips for us for for tomorrow? Very tricky day. Race one, number four, Fleetwood in the two-year-old race is probably the highlight of the day. He's a good off horse having his first start. He's had a couple of really quiet, sneaky trials. He looks like a really promising type. So race one, number four, Fleetwood has been well-backed already this week. And I thought the value on the program might come later in the day. Race nine, number four, Mark Schnell. It was a little bit disappointing last start, but they went too fast up front. Uh, last time out. $17 at the moment. Yeah, significant rider change with Brenton Abdullah, the senior rider, going on. I know a mile might be just a little bit short of his best, but at that price, I've got to have something small on him. So race one, number four, Fleetwood, and race nine, number four, Mark Schnell. Might be a couple of plays at Randwick there tomorrow. What I do like about that tip, just as I haven't done the form on the race, but I'm looking at it, Star Sparks will lead, but... Bullfinch, who's in the market, Bold Mac, who's in the market, Easy Far, Momac, Bazooka, they all normally go back. They're map negative, whereas Mark Schnell can probably race forward on speed. I'm hoping you settle the first three or four there, and you're exactly right. Bullfinch is the favourite. He's a horse that doesn't have a whole lot of early gate speed, so I'd imagine he'd be back right back in the ruck there. So let's hope Mark Schnell can pinch a bit of a break coming around the turn and be, be in the finish there at some juicy odds. And, of course, the BSB Multi is live for the next few minutes, so remember it cuts off at 9 o'clock, so if you haven't played... Get in and do so now. Go to the Tab app or the website. Go to Sports and today's office. You'll find the Big Sports Breakfast Best, which is the multi, and it kicks off at Canterbury tonight. Race one, number five, Emancipus. Race two, number one, Outlawed. And into race five, number five, at Randwick on Saturday. All of those horses need to finish top two, and you will get $6.00. Guys, it's been a, a good week. Of course, the, the regular team of Laurie Daly, Michael Clark, and uh, Jared Middleton will be back on Monday. The Big Sports Breakfast, as we know, it will be back. But it's been a lot of fun. Stu Clark, thank you for being with us for the past week. Thanks, mate. It's been good fun. I uh, Early mornings, getting up and getting amongst it. And uh, in here, sitting in here with you and Adam. And who were we on last week? I was on with someone We else. had uh, oh, Phil we had Moss. B- we had Matt uh, Burke as well. And uh, uh, Brad, Brad Rosen. Rosen. Brad Rosen. We talked a lot of kings. We'll go those kings. <laughs> go those kings. Uh, but, mate, it's good fun. I've been doing this for a lot of years now. And I uh, sort of got a chance to do it with different people. Mm. It's good fun. Like people think, people always ask me out in the street, oh, what's it like? I said, 
it's like three blokes sitting around a desk talking about sport. And they said, oh, how much preparation do you do? I said, none. It might be obvious. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might be obvious. But, um, it's, uh, but it's just like going, to the, you know, going down to the local pub and talking about sport. And that's why it's fun. Yeah, and we love the interaction from the listeners, right? Absolutely. The text line coming through, the open line, fantastic. We had a great topic yesterday talking about, what well, was it, the brush with fame and stuff like that. So it was um, really good, fantastic. Mm. And a big thank you to the producers behind the team as well. Uh, Tom, Tom, uh, Jono, Will is back as well, and uh, Nick. So thank you to all of the team over the last uh, couple of weeks with the Summer Edition helping us out as well. Uh, without your help, uh, the show doesn't um, go as well and as smoothly as it as it always does. So thank you very much to the team uh, behind the scenes as well. And as Adam mentioned, thank you to all of the listeners and the team. We'll be back on Monday, Mido. Clarky and Loz. No, we won't address the elephant in the room, but maybe they will on Monday. We'll, we'll leave it to them. Um, thanks very much for joining us. Racing HQ is coming up very shortly with Dave Stanley. Dave, of course, is going to cover off all of the races yesterday from the Magic Millions and look ahead to not just Canterbury tonight, but also Randwick tomorrow. So plenty to come on Racing HQ on behalf of the team here on the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Edition. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.